this is live day one episode one. no yeah live day one episode one get off my lawn get off my lawn all right i'm still not used to this whole live no editing thing like just ramping up i i really don't know how other people do it like i wish i could see the behind the scenes stuff of how other shows like this do that well a lot of them are just like hi welcome back this is the show are they really i should listen to more podcasts you would think as a podcaster i would listen to more podcasts but i don't you think as a programmer i use the computer from time to time but no no i do uh, you know i just uh you know how I, the and this is new for me i just started using it the screen time for the apple devices you know it tells you what how much you've been doing and so oh yeah. yeah 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 so i recently turned on my screen time and this is new for me and i've been monitoring my activity on the screen and it came up today that my screen time has gone down six percent but i'm still at 11.9 hours a day average on screen time hmm. that's insane like why would i do that i just dropped my phone speaking of phones but why why does a person like you know we're we're both on an age like mm -hmm. I could have, I never imagined that the world would be the way that it is today. You know. Oh yeah, I I, I often have these attacks of, uh, I I remember what it was like twenty five years ago and before the advent of Pocket OS and and I'm like, how the hell did we survive? I, I mean, don't know. I mean, uh, I, admittedly, my teenage son wouldn't know how to how to refold a map to save his own life and i think i think technology is sort of like a double-edged sword right like on the one hand it's really good i get in my truck i you know siri take me to wherever the hell i need to go and she gives me directions and half the time i barely argue with her <sighs> and i get there and I think, you know, back in the day before we had GPS and Siri and things like that, I, I would get in my car, I'd get lost for hours. I wouldn't mm -hmm. know where I am, you know, I'm trying, I can't read a map. I always say I can get lost in a paper bag with a flashlight and a map. And that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. The days of getting lost on a drive are pretty well done. I mean, I mean, even if you're like driving on an, uh, an off road with, you know, like in a desert area, you still can basically Google Earth yourself and go, oh, I'm only 35 miles from the nearest gas station. Yeah. Yeah. You ever, yeah. And this just happened when my son and I went out to Colorado because, you know, you get in the mountains and you don't have access to the GPS system, right? Because it just flakes out and you don't have access to it. But luckily, if, if you sort of, I guess it uh, buffers it or something, it, it stores some of it in memory. Mm -hmm. But if you accidentally leave the app and then go back in, you're screwed because it doesn't pick up the signal. So I I am here to tell you that in today's day and age, you can still get lost if you try really hard. Oh, yeah. You see, and that's that's pushing the technology to see if we can make it completely go back in time to where it was useless. Yeah. So what was your first memory with computers? <laughs> My first so i have my first intangible memory my first tangible memory if that makes any sense and i'll explain it anyway i remember a dennis the menace comic book 
where he had uh, basically gotten to play with a computer and it really fascinated the hell out of me. And I remember him actually picking the telephone up out of the modem to listen to the computer talk. And to explain at the, uh, at the advent of connecting your computer to the quote net, you actually had a telephone handset and you could set it into this device that had two large circles that would cushion your handset and it would listen and talk to your computer. And I found that really just absolutely science fictiony science fact. And it was just amazing. And of course he got in trouble, but then they had a TRS 80 mm -hmm. at the local Radio Shack. And I have the urge to go, and Radio Shack used to be up, but because uh, I think they're all pretty dead now. Yeah, Radio Shack's all closed up. Radio or Shack's down here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all closed here too. But Radio Shack had one of the uh, original triumvirate of first computers. Um, it was the Apple II, the TRS 80, and the TI. Oh, right. Which I used to refer to as the doorstop because it was shaped like a wedge. Um, and I remember. I remember the Commodore 64 as well. I also remember the VIC 20. Oh, right. The VIC 20. That had the tape, right? You put the tape in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of them had the tape drive at that point. Um, I think the VIC 20 was the one that had the tape drive built in. Now, my friend in elementary school had a dad who owned a Sony retail shop. So he was a gadget freak and they actually had a, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think it was the Commodore Pet. Okay. Uh, but that was also one with a tape drive. But when I was 11, I got my first computer and that was an Apple II and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember how old I was, I, you know, probably around the same age, you know, when I got my first computer, which was a Tandy 1000. That was that was my computer, you know, it was the mm -hmm. family computer, but I had gotten it for Christmas. Prior to that, I had worked on other computers. A TRS-80 Model 3 was the first one that I remember, and I think I was like five when I worked on that. And again, if if you said to me, at that time that we were going to be able to put on a headset and walk into another environment. Like we just here at my house, we just got the um, H65 mm -hmm. headset and I've been playing Arizona sunshine is the name of that game. And what's really interesting is like, you can, you can use your hands. And when you look at them with the goggles on, they look like hands and the way that the controllers work, you know, you can, it almost like it really does. It, it's, it's very immersive. I mean, I wish I had the full space to walk around in that, but you can, you know, hit the button. I saw, a, I saw a demonstration of the HTC Vive at a, at a local bookstore and they put it on me and all of a sudden I'm in sort of this docking station kind of yeah. neutral environment. And then they passed me the two remotes and I watched them float up into my hands. And that was rather, rather disturbing. Then I'm all of a sudden in like sort of this 
oh, English countryside kind of environment. And I keep walking around the trees and my son's like, just walk through them. And I mentally could not get myself to walk through the trees because <laughs> all of a sudden I had this large thing in front of me. And I realized I have to unlearn because I'm now in this virtual environment that that's completely foreign. And yeah, I, I agree that, uh, that, that the technology has come so far every now and then, uh, you know, I still have an Apple II. And this thing had a whopping 48K of memory. <laughs> That's too much memory. <laughs> and, uh, and that was all it could take. And every now and then I will set my iPhone on top of it to hear the Apple II whimper. Because the thing has like eight orders of magnitude of memory on it. Uh, the, the comment is always, your iPhone or your Android has more computational power than the computers that got the people to the moon. Right. And that's just like, so why aren't we going back to the moon then if we still have, if we have even more computational power? Oh man, you don't want to get me started on that. I, <laughs> I got, my head is wrapped in too much tinfoil to even unpack that one for you. <laughs> no, Tammy, it was real. It happened. <laughs> yeah, but the reason we don't go back is because there's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> They told us, no, you can't come back here. But, but yeah. it is, you know, I mean, I remember the days of, again, on the, on the uh, TRS-80, playing Lunar Lander, you know, you, you space bar in the arrow keys. That was it. That's all you had, you know, and the occasional, and I, I'll tell you, it was my favorite games was the, uh, the word games. Mm -hmm. You know, do, do you remember there was this one game and I can't, I think it was like Castle, Castlevania or something like that. And you were this guy and you would have to go in and, and fight these vampires, but it was all a word game. You know, mm -hmm. you have to like go left or look at the door or open the door. And if you got it wrong, if you got the verbs and the nouns and, and you weren't putting them in the right places, the, the system would be like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. You couldn't well, some, of the, some of the earlier adventure games like Zork right? um, really had the most trimmed down simple vocabulary you could imagine, but just the concept of being able to have a discourse with a computer was amazing. I'd just be able to say, go north, pick up item, look around. Um, and then eventually came out Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy's Adventure Game, which lied to you. I don't think I have ever played. Oh yeah, it was I had be the like discs. I remember having the discs and the the, whole the game thing. lied to you. It was like go west, there's nothing there. Go west, there's nothing there. Go west. I'm telling you there's really nothing there. Go west. All right, fine. There's an open room. Nice. See Look around look around. There's nothing to see. Look around. I'm telling you there's nothing here. Look around. Okay, the thing you've been looking for for the past half hour is here, but, but other than that, there's nothing really here. And that was good storytelling. Yeah. Uh, today's games, I, and I hate to be that, you know, get off my lawn kind of person. But well, that's this, the show today is get off my it lawn. It is get off my lawn. But they don't have the, some of them don't have the charm and character that we used to have. And, and maybe it's because, you know, my ship has sailed and I'm past my prime and all that stuff. But I miss the games like King's Quest and Space Quest and, you know, the, the 
adventure games, the word games, and hell, I even miss Lunar Lander. I mean, you don't have that kind of basic stuff. But at the same time, I remember when Minecraft first started coming out. And at this point, you know, we had amazing graphics and sure, we didn't have full immersion like we have in the, the VR and AR world, but the graphics were really cool. And then Minecraft came out and my kids were over the moon about it when it was in beta. They're like, oh, check out this new game. We're going to love this game. Can you spend the $5 for us to, to get it? Because as soon as it comes out, it's going to be really good. And I thought to myself, are you freaking kidding me? This looks like something I played in the 80s. Are you even sure it's a real game? I mean, is this guy scamming you? I mean, I can almost remember that conversation. Mm -hmm. And look at Minecraft today. It's kind of like my mother always tells me that the pendulum swings back and forth. Well, I mean, Minecraft is the closest thing kids have right now to Ready Player One. Right. I mean, you the, the building capabilities, the, the worlding capabilities inside there are outstanding. And if Minecraft ever becomes VR by itself, oh, forget you're not getting it. the kids. You're not getting the kids out of there. No. Um, Have you seen the the Minecraft art that people were doing? I don't know if they're still doing. Oh it, yeah. Right? Oh no, my God. Really there's there there are people who I, I know that there's a group that just finally quote completed Middle Earth from Tolkien. Nice. Um, there is one gentleman. He's a a guy who does a series of cartoons called Animator versus Animation. Oh, I've seen that guy. And he basically has done Miyazaki's uh, Spirited Away and Totoro and all of those anime worlds he's been building in Minecraft. Um, it's, it's outstanding the world building the people are doing with what looks like pixel art because right. it is just giant blocks. And the thing is that if you step far enough away from some of this pixel art, I've seen people who've done the Mona Lisa in Minecraft. I've seen people who have done the Scream. And then on top of that, because you also have not just building, you have electricity modeling. I've seen people actually build chips that work. Right, right. And that just scares me. And my, and my son wants me to get <laughs> into it. And I keep putting him off. Not because I don't have an interest in it, but because I do have an interest in it. And I just don't have time. Is that what scares you about it? or? Is oh, God, I'd go in there and never come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I have tons of VR ideas, and I just thank the universe that I don't have the VR or the, uh, the 3D chops. I don't know how to program 3D at all. I don't know the first thing about it. It's, it's a good thing I don't know anybody who knows how to use things like Unity. <laughs> now, don't get me started on Unity. I, I like Unity, but I'm still a Sprite Kit girl through and through. There's, there's nothing short of Apple completely deprecating the entire framework and pulling it out of their, their lineup. I, I won't stop using SpriteKit. Now, that's not to say that I don't use Unity, and that's not to say that Unity doesn't have a place and Unreal doesn't have. Of course, they do. You know, most developers I know have gone over to those platforms. But I like, dare I say, the simplicity of SpriteKit. SceneKit still to this day is a little bit buggy, but I think they're they're spending some more of their resources because of the AR kit that they're working on and because of the, the AR, the augmented reality stuff, and because of metal, 
Um, and at this point, we've lost anybody who's non-tech. Yeah. Well, you know, metals, their big gaming thing, you know, mm -hmm. Apple's big gaming thing. But I do think that they are investing a little bit of resources into scene kit for AR. Apple wants Apple wants uh, Apple wants augmented reality badly. They want to own it. Top what do you think? You, you think they're going to come out? Like I, I keep hearing this rumor about the uh, augmented reality glasses that Apple is. I think they're definitely. I think they're definitely working on glasses. Um, I mean, they have. Uh, Apple has always had this ability to find an area of tech that has stalled, right, and find a way to rejuvenate it, um, and. Unfortunately for them, when they rejuvenate it, then everybody else comes back in and sometimes batters the hell out of them. Now they, I mean, the MP3 player had stalled out and they introduced the iPod. And fortunately, nobody was able to catch up. I mean, Zune was a disaster. Right. Um, and I know some Zune purists. It was actually funny. I was working at Microsoft at the time that we shipped one of the versions of Office for the Mac. And they said, we need to get a ship gift for everybody on the team. Should we get them a Zoom? And they said, they're the Mac team. They'll quit. Get them an iPod. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Remember the little iPod shuffle? Oh, God. I remember the, 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 the Nano and the, <laughs> the Micro. Nano, yeah, and the, the tiny yeah. square one, yeah. But Apple entered into the portable phone, the smartphone. And they jumped in and everybody said, oh, my God, that's technology that we never thought could be used. And then Android showed up, and then the uh, the wearables were dying, and Apple introduced the watch, and the watch is doing fairly well. Uh, with you know, Fitbits finally come around and become Fitbit again. And I worked for a company that did wearables that just was just oversized and not very convenient. Right. So if Apple is working on their version of the glasses, I think they'll have a very good solution, but it's going to be really hard to compete with the disaster that was Google Glass. Yeah. Um, I just had this vision of what the Apple Glasses might look like now that Johnny's not there. Yeah, but Johnny's still there, and Johnny's just sort of playing it his way now rather than their way. Yeah, I, I suppose. I don't know. I wasn't wild about the... Uh, the new iPhone 11, you know, the, the three circle camera. Like, See, I, I love it because do I, I, don't, I don't love the camera. I just love the idea that the camera lens on the back of the phone has gone through meiosis. First there was one, then there was two, and then the two split into three. It's just like, it's watching cell division on the back <laughs> of the phone. I don't think I want to see cell division on the back of my phone. I, if, if, I don't think I'm going to get the iPhone 11, uh, but if I, if I were to get it, I don't know that I'd be comfortable with the three holes in the back. It's just, it, I don't have that thing where holes bother me, but for some reason. <laughs> I, heard I, this, I heard this report that there are people who have hole phobia and the phone is really getting them a little, yes. uh, a little nervous. I'm like, you guys haven't seen the new iMac, the new Mac Pro, have you? It's a cheese grater. Yeah, but that's different. That's not in your hand. I, I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's that's not my cup of tea besides which like I, I i'm really getting frustrated with apple coming out with new stuff every year like i know that sounds kind of weird 
But at the same time, I wish they would spend more time fixing what they already have. And I, I remember the days, you know, when, when you know, there was a whole Mac versus PC and people would come to me and they would ask me, well, what do you recommend? I recommend a Mac because, you know, you've get more mileage. You can, you, my, my father-in-law is still running the Mac we gave him, which is like eight or 10 years old. They don't make Macs like that today. Today, you know, in a year it breaks, you know, in six months, your, your mouse pad falls apart. It, it's kind of your track padded. It's crazy. It's like, listen, guys, go back to the basics. You know, when I sent someone into an Apple store to buy something like my mother-in-law, mm -hmm. go in there, tell me you want a laptop, go in there, tell me you want a desktop, go in there, tell me you want a phone. You really only had a choice of one of those things. You didn't walk in and they yeah, said, but well, the thing is nowadays you, have to, you could choose from. Nowadays you have to go, go in there and tell them you need Apple care because that way when it breaks, <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I, I'm a, I am labeled by all of my friends as a Mac fanboy. And that's because I have an Apple household. I, every device in my house Us too. is Apple. But people don't realize that when people come up to me and say, what do you recommend? I am right tool for the right job. Mm -hmm. If you're doing business app, uh, if you're doing business stuff, I have no problem saying a PC. If you are sufficient on doing web-based applications, maybe a Chromebook. You know, I mean, for me, I have to have an Apple laptop. There is no doubt in my mind. And that's because I'm writing iOS software. If I don't have Xcode, I'm not going to be able to, to function on what my primary purpose online is. If you're doing like graphics and and the like obviously you want something that's going to run photoshop like a beast yeah but to, today's pcs can do that and everyone who knows me knows that i'm always bashing microsoft and pcs because it's it's the easy thing to do but the truth is i have a windows pc sitting right behind this mac you know? <laughs> i have i have to spec out a windows pc for the the vr stuff that i want to do so i like you am very much right tool right job and that's what you know i say this all the time even batman has a utility belt that has more than one tool on it because you know sometimes you need multiple tools to do the job Different. and he has a bat computer he has a bat computer yeah i need a bat computer that's what i need forget these macs and pcs let's get out the bat computer <laughs> I don't know. I, I just kind of back to the Apple thing. I do wish that they would go back to simplified stuff. That was one of my main reasons why I switched to Mac because I didn't have to think about all of this other stuff that was sort of not important to me as, as an end user. You know, I want to go in and I just want a computer that works. And now I have to choose between all these different ones. I have to stop and think about the specs. I have to stop and think about what it is that I'm trying to accomplish with my computer. I have to then think about, well, will this computer do it better than this? And is it worth the extra $200 to be able to do that? And I just, I want when, less options. When Jobs came back to Apple, it was at a time when if you wanted a desktop, I remember him doing this in a presentation. He said, you could choose between the 5500, the 5600, the 5700X, the 6200, the 6300, and the 6500. And he said, what 
SDF. And he said he wanted to have a laptop and a desktop. And he wanted to have a pro and a regular consumer one. And I remember him putting up this, this grid and we waited for a long time on him filling in the grid of four items. And I think Apple vaguely remembers that because they have, you know, the iPad and the iPad Pro. But unfortunately, they have to do these things in multiple sizes. With your handhelds, everything has to come in multiple sizes because people have that demand of I want small, medium, and large. Mm-hmm. And there's different hand sizes, I guess. Yeah. I mean... I mean, but uh, going back to the original comment, I don't think I'm going to get the 11, but I do understand the concept of they're bringing out new things every year, but they're doing it in a graduated way so that if your phone is two to three years old, maybe there's been enough change that it's worth upgrading. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking about getting the 11 because I have the, the 10 from two years ago. But to me, the only real upgrade on the 11 is the fact that it's got a nicer screen and more camera. And I'm not a photographer. I had heard a rumor that the, the power behind handheld cameras in our phones is really hurting the photography industry. Now, I am not in the photography industry. I don't know if that's true or not, but I would really love for someone who is to let me know because it's curious. I mean, I've taken pictures of my cats where I've gone, wow, that is a really good picture. Mm-hmm. But it's just on my phone. It's just like a like, like a regular picture, you know? I think that the the mobile industry is trying to become the the stepping stone for amateur photographers. Yeah. I don't know whether or not it's ever going to replace pro. I mean, sure. I know that there are avant-garde filmmakers out there who are trying to shoot their first films on the, on the iPhone. But at the same time, I think that you need the right tool for the right job. I mean, that's, that, that's what we've said is that, you know, eventually you say, I mean, I, I don't think that um, the storytellers at the Marvel MC, in the MCU are, are going, you know, let's shoot this scene on an iPhone. You know, it's right. Just, right, it, tool it, job. Yeah, I mean, sure, you're going to get widescreen 60 frames 4K, but... You know, it's, it's, it's not the same. No, I, I, I don't know. I just like the fact that I think there's a new pet portrait, <laughs> right? Isn't there, isn't there an option on the new iPhone 11 where you can do pet portraits now? Yeah, and slow motion selfies. Yeah, and you can do the wide, wide angle. So, I mean, that stuff is kind of cool. Uh, but like you, I, I'm not going to get. That. I don't. I don't need a. I, I don't need a a wide camera. You know, the same thing came up when the iMac Pro came out. I looked at it and I'm like, I don't need it. Right. Right. I I I definitely need an iMac because I'm running out of storage space on my laptops. Um, my son has hit that age where he's beginning to do stuff on Minecraft and he's beginning to use 
the uh, the Adobe apps. So it's gotten to the point where I need a shared desktop where people can say, okay, here, you can do your power development here. Yeah. But that, that must wait. Yeah. Speaking of waiting, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> oh, I could terrible. ramble, but that's a good place to stop for this week. That is a good place to stop. We're still getting into the swing of things on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, I think that we've got a, a good time down, 20, 30 minutes for the show. And just sort of go back and forth. And we'll call this one, uh, what are they saying? And that's a wrap. Yeah, that is. And back to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That one's, that one's trademarked, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much good for me. And uh, we'll try this again next week, assuming that Tammy's uh, network doesn't suck. Yeah, well, when you live by as many cows as I do, sometimes you've got shitty internet. 